Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Hi, it's Allison, and welcome back to the podcast. I guess everybody is having a great time at uh, their summer holidays or sending their kids off to camp because the question volume is a little bit slower this week. Uh, nonetheless, I have two, and so I'm going to get right at it. The first one says, um, Hello, Allison. I've been following you since my 15- and 13-year-old were babies. I very much look forward to your advice, and I give 100% to my kids each day. My question concern is regarding my almost 15-year-old son. His father and I both divorced, uh, have set up bank accounts for our kids. Our son had a bank account with $2,000 in it, and he had access to it via a bank card. I noticed that he was not taking his bank card with him when he was going out. His father further investigated and found out that he had drained the bank account, spending $1,800 on purchases for an online game and $200 on Uber Eats. He has nothing to show for this massive amount of money spent. He has an Xbox and a cell phone, none of which he pays for himself. Due to COVID, we did not want him to look for a part-time job this summer. But the amount of money he spent on his online game is concerning. His father and I worked very hard for our money and thought we had instilled a sense of responsibility. We are asking you, what should we do in this situation? Take away the game, the phone... Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks so much. Well, great question. And I'm sorry that you had this shocking realization that your son had not been responsible. It's one of the things that I try to teach parents is that 
We want to teach responsibility and have kids learn about consequences for their decisions and take on greater and greater responsibility through making mistakes and trial and error and uh, having disappointing situations happen that guide them correctly in the future. And we do that in a small scaled way so that when the stakes get higher, we hope that by the time they get to the bigger stakes situations, they've had this other training ground. So wouldn't it have been great if he would have misspent $10 before he misspent $2,000? So as much as I totally hear you that he made some choices that didn't feel appropriate for you, I would also say you gave him so much rope and rein that he hung himself. And was that really fair for him? So I think that when we're going to set our kids up with money and give them access to money, we need to have a conversation about why they're getting the money, what they're expected to do with the money. And if that money was meant to be savings money, then maybe it should have been in a savings account that he couldn't touch. If it was spending money, then maybe having a budget and saying what you are and not, you know, what you're willing and not willing to spend money on. So I just think there's a few financial literacy, financial skills that weren't in place. And I wouldn't say it's lack of character. I would say hand over anyone $2,000 in a card and they're going to make their own choices. It doesn't sound like he was really given guidance of what your expectations were or skills to be able to manage himself in that situation. So not that I'm wagging the finger at you, but I'm just saying it's just sort of time to say, oopsie, uh, you're only 15. That didn't work out. Let's go back and hit a reset. So I don't think you should take away the phone. I don't think you should take away the game. I think you need to sit down and say, wow, we got ahead of ourselves here. And we made an assumption uh, about a bunch of things that were not true. So let's just slow this down a bit and talk about putting them on an allowance and making a budget. And if you would like uh, a great reference for um, how you might break that down age appropriately, the different skills that you want to teach them around money, because it's a very complex topic, I have a resource on my website. I'll put the link in the show notes, but there's a, a wonderful book on financial literacy by age and the different skills. And I think you'll see when you reference that, that you need to kind of back up, even though he's 15, you might need to go back to skills that, you know, a typical 10 or 12 year old might be doing and using because he just hasn't had the time to have money and access to money. And he, and he made some, some uh, decisions for himself that were different from what you would have wanted. He might have, he might have no regrets. He might've think this is exactly how I want to spend $2,000. And, uh, you know, People have different values and want to spend their money on different things. But when people give you money, whether that's your parents on an allowance or whether it's grandparents giving money for a birthday present or putting money aside for education, you have to be really clear about what that money is going for. So if you, for example, are a grandparent and you give money to your kids for education and one kid doesn't go on to secondary school, do they get that money and get to roll it into buying a car? Or was that only for education? That sounds like a small thing, but if we aren't having these conversations and talking about expectations, we're going to end up having a lot of hurt feelings, misunderstandings, and it's going to hurt the relationships in the family. So let's not let money mess things up. So just consider this a reset and um, go back and get some more of those resources and get yourself back on a, on a kind of a redo. But I wouldn't worry about this particular one. I think... Uh, 
you know, it's uh, one of the things about consequences is we try to say to people, you need to know what's going to happen up front before you make a decision. So that's one of the criteria for a consequence versus a punishment. So you need to be able to know if I make choice A, this is going to happen. And if I make choice B, that's going to happen. And you assess the full data on your own before making a decision. If we only impose consequences after and you say, well, you know, I can't believe you spent this money on X, Y, and Z, and he didn't know that it was going to make him lose his phone or lose his Xbox. He's going to say, that's a punishment. I didn't know. I didn't know that was going to happen. So think about that in adult terms. Sometimes I use the example of of leasing a car, where if you were in a dealership and they were going to have you lease a car and they were telling you how much money down and how much your monthly payments are, and you're making a decision about whether you can lease this car, and they don't tell you what the buyback is or how much you're going to get dinged on the kilometers that you go over, and you end up finding out that this car that you're leasing for $100 a month ends up having a $10,000 penalty for going over on the kilometers or whatever, you need to know everything up front to make decisions. So you can't just say, I'm sorry, I didn't like how you um, were rude to me this morning, so I'm not letting your friends come to the cottage this weekend. They're like, whoa, I didn't know I had the cottage on the line. An appropriate consequence has to say, you know, can you start talking to me respectfully? If you can't, then we're going to have to change our understanding about the weekend. There has to be that moment where you say, can you handle your money appropriately or do we want to stop giving you money? And I'm sorry, it sounds like you got all the way to $2,000, but I don't think that you can retroactively say, therefore, you've lost all these things. I, I think you just need to say, whoa, okay, let's call it for what it is. We can't get our money back, but that wasn't what our expectations are. If you would like to have another $2,000 or you'd like to have a, a budget of this amount, you need to show me that you're doing things responsibly. And you can, you know, put the onus on him. Present a budget of what you need. Let's have a conversation. Let him put some muscle in the game about the money that he's getting from you. But you handed it off freely without guidelines, and he used it freely without checking in, and sorry, it went sideways. Okay, next question. Hi, Allison. My daughter is going into grade three in September, but she is such a mama's girl that she really doesn't want to go back to school in the fall. I need her to go back so I can work more effectively, and I know that it's good for her. What can I do to prepare her, and how can I handle this situation well? Well, I think there's a lot of people in your boat because the pandemic has created these home situations where we've been in these nuclear families together and it's been hard. We're getting rusty at going out. We kind of have this sort of, I don't know, uh, agoraphobia together. We've we've just hunkered down at home and this is what we like and anything except for what we like and what we know suddenly becomes strange and dangerous. So What are we going to do with our kids who don't want to venture out, that are less courageous, that don't really have, you know, the curiosity to see what's out there? They don't have the motivation that we have. We know that going to school is a good place. We know that they'll make friends immediately. We know that their teacher is trained to help connect the group and to make the day fun. And so you're saying this for grade three, but I have exactly the same conversation with moms who drop their 18-month-olds off at my um, nursery school that I uh, helped get going here in Toronto. And at 18 months, it might be the first time you've handed your kid off for a whole morning. And at 18 months, you're thinking they can't manage and, you know, they don't really have language skills and how are they going to let people know what they need and what if they're scared and we project all of this stuff. 
But if you're on the other side of it, and maybe after you've had two or three or five kids and you realize, no, that's the best place for them. They're going to have great friends. They're going to learn social skills. They've got super teachers. This is a safe environment. And you're just so committed to knowing that they're okay and up for this that you can stand in that position of equanimity. And when they get all dysregulated and clinging to your leg, you can sit there and look at them with great confidence and say, you, you'll manage. It's fine. Goodbye. You'll have fun. I'll pick you up in two hours. And I think we have to go right back to that same feeling, except for for grade three. You, you know, just treat them like an 18-month-old that doesn't want to go to daycare, where you say, you know what? I know about you, and I know about the school you're going into, and I know how good it is, and I know how wonderful this is going to be, and I know right now you're a little bit scared, and I know right now you'd prefer to be with me, and I know right now you don't think you can manage, but I know you can. So we have to hold that greater sense of confidence in our child to help them look into our eyes and say, well, my mom seems to think it's going to be okay. So I would start if you want some opportunities over the course of the summer. Don't keep going on and on and on and on and on about school. Um, it's just going to make her think about it more. I would say in the couple of weeks leading up to September, um, you know, maybe hang out at the schoolyard. You could start talking about back-to-school clothes and getting a knapsack and all that fun stuff. But I think maybe having opportunities where you could drop her off if she's in grade three. Is there someone in your bubble that's vaccinated and meeting all the, the protocols that could take her for a play date where you drop her off a little bit more, give her a little bit more independence? Is there any other new and novel situations out in the bigger world, riding the subway or going to the grocery store, or just small things that are just slightly outside her comfort zone? And it sounds like because it's more not so much about the world being threatening, it's more about being away from you. How many times can you practice in little micro doses of being away from her so she understands, my mummy drops me off, I don't like how it feels, it's a little scary at first, but she always comes back and I do manage and in fact I even have fun. Start layering those into the last weeks before school and so that school will just be like yep it's just like going to your play date it's like going to your sleepover it's like going to the park or the pool with someone else's family whatever it is and then she won't have just had this singular experience of hanging on your leg so there you go so I hope this has been helpful a short little podcast this week but it is the summer and so I hope everyone is having a great time and we'll see you next week as you know, it takes a village to make a podcast, so thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.